together for the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. You could be seated. Just want to welcome everyone here this morning. Amen. Uh, I, I feel like I should work for the Weather Channel with all these announcements I have to make. Uh, there's another storm going over Cuba right now that's supposed could make it in the Gulf by Tuesday, so y'all keep your eye on that for everything else. And Believe me, I don't want to announce that no more. I don't want to work for the Weather Channel. Uh, so, but I want to just walk, go ahead and welcome everyone, uh, CFC family and friends, those watching online, those that are here uh, already. Amen. I want to welcome any first-time visitors online or in this, in this place this morning. We are still in phase three of uh, reopening, but we have plenty of room. Uh, we do ask that you use the hand sanitizer as you come in the building. So those of you that... Uh, We'll ask you to stay connected or up to date with us. Uh, we have several ways you could do this. The first way is through Facebook. Uh, Facebook, we live, our, live stream our services every Sunday morning. Last week, we did not have internet, so it did not stream. So that's why uh, it wasn't there last week if you were home and not, ab not uh, able to catch it. But uh, stay up to date on Facebook. Facebook is where we have the most current information, like in case the storm. We're believing we're, it's not going to come this way. But if something would happen that we'd have to cancel Wednesday service uh, because of a storm, it'll be posted on there. So we ask you to stay up to date on that and also uh, share the news if you see it on your Facebook page. Next way to stay in touch is uh, CFC app uh, on your phone. You can listen to sermons uh, in the past, give online from there. Also, uh, we have YouTube. So if you would... Uh, you type in on YouTube, Christian Fellowship uh, Church, Pastor Scott, share me. It'll bring our logo right up. If you just put Christian Fellowship Church, you've got to scroll down about 10 pages of Christian Fellowship Churches before you find it. Uh, last week's message, if you weren't here last week, last week's message, Wait on the Lord Part 3, is actually on Facebook. We're at, uh, Facebook, actually on YouTube. We're able to do it on there, but we didn't have the software 
to convert it into a file that we could put it on Facebook. So if you weren't here last week, you could go on Facebook, on uh, YouTube. I'm getting all mixed up with my Facebooks and YouTubes. Uh, on YouTube and watch last week's message. And also we have the uh, website that you could go to. Uh, welcome to cfc.com. Uh, we have uh, it'll link you to the videos there, and also you could give online there. Uh, and our, also our New Generations Children's Church, they'll be premiering their morning service tonight. Kids are back there, but uh, you can watch it tonight on their Facebook channel, and uh, it'll be up and ready to go tonight at 7. Uh, also want to announce that this Wednesday, hopefully, we're praying that we're going to have our services this week. Uh, we, we, since we started, we've been having one and missing one <laughs> and having one because of these storms. But we're believing that uh, we're going to have services. We've got prayer revival on, on Wednesday nights for the adults. Or Again, anyone who wants to attend the prayer meeting. If, if a teenager wants to attend the prayer meeting, they're more than welcome to. If a child wants to, they're more than welcome to. We just ask that we don't have screaming children, you know, that way people could pray. But if they want to be there to pray, they're more than welcome. Uh, we have Kids Club three ages 3 through 11 and youth uh, ages 12 through 19. Uh, again, we just uh, prayer revival is not praying for revival across this nation as we're trying to bring prayer back into the house of God. Jesus says, my, my Father's house will be a house of prayer. Amen. And how many of you know that prayer is what I like to equate it to? Prayer is the plowing, the work getting ready for the harvest. Everybody likes the harvest, right? Everybody likes the fruit of the harvest. But we have to plow and, and allow God good soil to be able to plant those prayers, those seeds of prayer and that we could uh, reap that harvest. So come on out on Wednesday nights, pray with us. Uh, we're also looking for nursery workers, uh, two more at least. Uh, there's a, a form in the back you can pick up to fill out and uh, they'll get more information to you. We'll, you should only have to be in the nursery once a month at the most uh, actually if we could get, if we get two more people it'll be once every fifth sunday so you actually miss a month uh, uh, from there so again we put two people in there you're not by yourself uh, so you could work together amen so just i uh, want to encourage you for that um uh, just want to wish anyone having a birthday this week happy birthday anyone having a birthday between now and next sunday no all right Anyone have an anniversary between now and next Sunday? We want to say happy anniversary. And I have to, I have to, I have to apologize to Mark. He was waving his hand last week so for his anniversary. I just didn't see him, uh, so uh, I made fun of him. I said, "Boy, Sandy's going to be mad that you forgot." So, but uh, I was, I was told that he did raise his hand. I just didn't see. So, anyone else? All right, all right. What we want to do is receive our tithe and offerings this morning. And the first thing we want to do is uh, let you know how you can give. For those of you that are watching online or anything, at a later date, you still could give this way. Uh, how many of you know the best way to give? In person to be here. That's why we want, we want you here giving like we are today, in person. But, it, but if something happens that you can't, you could go to uh, www.welcometocfc.com. And follow an easy one-step uh, process that will uh, secure online giving. Or you can mail it through regular post office at post office box 1427, La Rose, Louisiana, 70373. Or if you're driving by during the week, you can drop it off Monday through Wednesday from 9 to 3. Uh, the office is open there. So what we're going to do here today is we're going to have our uh, 
read our scriptures for offering this week. So let's stand to our feet as we begin reading these scriptures here. Psalms 44 verse 5 says, Through you we push back our enemies. Through your name we trample our foes. And Isaiah 61 7 says, Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will receive your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in the land, and everlasting joy will be yours. So take your offering, hold it in your right hand, and repeat after me this morning. Say, as I give in today's offering, I believe for breakthrough of all long-standing obstacles in my life, my family, and my finances. I give today in faith, expecting God to open new doors of opportunity for my life. I believe for the breaker anointing to break through into my God-ordained future. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, well, as we're, uh, Aliska starts playing, if you would, we got three baskets along the front. Come bring your offering and drop it in the basket. Just as a reminder, if uh, if you're ever coming come in late after we already pick up the offering, there is a little box in the foyer that stays there the whole service. That, or if you're in the back and you can't walk all the way up front, you could just place it in there. Amen. How many of you are ready to worship the Lord this morning? Yes, amen. What about the rest of you? What you what you want to do? Uh, how many are you ready to worship the Lord this morning? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Again, we're going to have our call to worship Psalms 34, verses 1 through 4. This is the Living Bible. It says this, I will praise the Lord no matter who's president. But I got to stay quiet. I will praise the Lord no matter who's president because it's not, I, I love the thing I've seen, it's not the donkey or the elephant we have to keep our eye on, it's the lamb. Amen. He's in charge. Amen. So I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. I will constantly speak of his glories and grace. I will boast of all his kindness to me. Let all who are discouraged take heart. Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. For I cried to him and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Father, we just come to you today. And Father, we lift this uh, entire congregation to you right now, Father. I just pray, Father God, that thy will be done today in each and every one of our lives, Father God. That your spirit meet us here today, Father God. Fill this place, Father. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone shouts, Amen. Amen. Let's put our hands together and worship the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
forget no matter what situation you're in does not make God good or not not as good he's always good and God will always make a way where there seems to be no way amen amen so let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise here 
Amen, 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 amen. You can be seated. I want to go ahead and dismiss our kids, three, four, and five. Amen. We had a... Oh, God's so good. Scott and Tim, now I'll tell you God's good. God's good. Kevin, God's good. Tell your neighbor God's good, because they may not know that. God is so good. Amen. No matter what you're going through, whatever the devil's trying to throw on you, shake that off. That, that's our, our new saying. we got shake that off. Amen. You, you know, when it, whenever you had something tied around you or something, like you undo it and you, you kind of do that stuff, you got to shake that off. you got to shake that off. Don't let the devil keep that on you. Amen. Oh, Sister Hazel, I'm just going to come over here and preach to Sister Hazel. She's the only one enjoying it. Amen. Amen. Hey, look, Liam here. He's here too, my buddy. Amen. He's coming to the Amen Corner. Amen. Amen. Amen, my Amen. That's right. Amen. But uh, before we continue this morning, we just want to recognize our veterans. It is Veterans Day uh, on Wednesday. Uh, Sister Winona is going to uh, sing a song here in a minute. Uh, on Veterans Day. So uh, if you're a veteran, normally we call you to come to the front, but in this situation this year, we're just going to ask you to stand to your feet. If you're a veteran, uh, please stand to your feet. We want to recognize you this morning. We got Brother Boone. I know Brother Leo, there he's standing. He was already standing to his feet. That's why I didn't see. So amen. Let's give these men a hand clap. Amen. Amen. We appreciate you guys. Uh, I was in the Navy uh, also, so what we got represented? Boone, you were, Brother Boone, you were in the Air Force or? What branch of service? Air Force, Army, and Navy. We don't have a Marine here? Your daughter was a Marine. Okay, we got a Coast Guard. Anybody Coast Guard? No Coast Guard? Okay, we almost had a, a, every branch here this morning, but we want to thank them. We want to say special. Your sister, Coast Guard? Okay, we got them all covered here today. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. And we want to say a special uh, thank you to all those online that may be serving or have served in the past. We thank you for your service. So at this time, Sister Winona, Sister, I call her Sister Wynotta. Sister Winona, Wynotta, come sing a song. <laughs> yes, Pastor Butterscotch, I shall. It fits. You know... God didn't say it would always be easy in your life. And there's a song called The Promise. It says, I, I didn't promise you you'd ever be rich or nothing would go wrong. He just promised you he'd be there every time you went through something, no matter what. <clears throat> a little hoarse there. It doesn't matter what it comes out like. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Mr. Music. Oop, louder, louder. Thank you. With my brothers and sisters 
countries on this earth and we were outnumbered and because of the unity in this country with God we won every battle the word says a house divided cannot stand if it doesn't have God's covering but it has a covering so you be happy you praise God every day all day long he never stops he never has and he won't ever in the name of amen. Jesus, God bless, and thank you for your service. Amen, amen. Thank you, Sister Winona. Thank you. 
Amen, amen. I want to say, I want to say, you know what? That's right, but you know what I want you to stand for if you're in the army of God? That's what we need to stand for. Everyone, let's stand for the army of God. God's raising up an army, amen. Listen, I love this country and I love that flag, but God's God of all the world, not just the United States. And, but God's word says it's not by might or power, not what man can do. That's not how we fight our battles. It's through his spirit and God moving. And we need mighty warriors of, of God. Amen. So we are all serving in God's army right now. Amen. Amen. Come on, give him a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 You could be seated for a moment. If you would take your Bibles out and uh, we're on Wait on the Lord, Part 4. Uh, this was only supposed to be Part 1 or Part 2, and it's, it's grew and stretched. So I'm really not going to, I can't, and I left the notes home to make sure I didn't, uh, review too much. So if you haven't been here for these messages, if you don't understand some of the things I'm going to talk about today, because uh, I may just mention just a little bit about them, please go back on Facebook. You have parts one and two, but on YouTube, we have parts one, two, and three on there. This is part four. So let's just go to the Lord in prayer as we get started. Father, I just come to you today. And Father, I just pray as we uh, come here to hear your word this morning, Father God, I pray that every eye be open today, Father God. We know the word says that the enemy has blinded the minds, Father God, of unbelievers. And we want to see clear through the deception that the enemy tries to put in people's uh, eyes, Father. I pray that ears be open to hear the spiritual truths of your word this morning. Father, I pray that our uh, hearts would be unveiled, Father God, that we could receive your word, Father God. Soften our hearts to receive your word today, Father God. And touch our minds that we could comprehend your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, Amen, Amen, Amen. Again, uh, our, our scripture that we're starting with, if you have your Bible, you can open the Ruth chapter uh, 1. Uh, Ruth is, the book of Ruth is written more about Ruth and Boaz. And uh, what we really miss, if you're not careful, is the first the tr very, very tragic story of the first seven verses in Ruth. And that's what I've been speaking on this whole time. And this is what I, I want to do. Let's just quickly go on your papers. I put down the, the, our first verse of Psalms 27, 13 through 14. And it says this, I remain confident when the enemy comes against me, when everything goes uh, against me, I need to remain confident confident of this, that I will see. And I mentioned this before. Again, uh, I went through all these scriptures in a lot more detail. I will see. The reason it's saying I will see is because I can't see it right now. All right. Things happen in the spiritual before they manifest in the natural. And that's what prayer does. It begins to move the spiritual realm so it could be manifested in the natural. He says, but so I need to remain confident of this because if i'm not careful i'll lose confidence i'll lose faith he says i will see the goodness of the lord in the land he says as i wait for the lord be what strong take heart and wait for the lord why does it say be strong because it ain't easy i don't know if that's correct english to everybody anybody but it ain't easy 
All right? You know, a lot of times, that's, that's where people get misconceptions as when, when you're sharing the Word of God, they say, oh, it must be so easy. No, it's not. The Bible continually tells us to be strong, be brave, because he, God knows it's not easy. But we have to remain confident of, of all these things. And, and so, no, again, no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what the enemy's throwing your way, be confident that as, you, as long as you remain faithful. Jesus says we will have trouble in this world. But as long as you remain faithful, he has overcome the world, and we're going to see God's victory through everything. All right? It may not be the way we think it should go. Right? Did it go the way the disciples thought it should go in Jesus' life? They did not understand. They could not comprehend, and so I want to just share right now. You may not comprehend and understand why what's happening in our country is happening, but God does. God's in control, so don't worry. Remain confident that we will see the goodness of the Lord, no matter how it turns out. Amen. So, again, what I want want to share some points back is we're going to look at uh, where... uh, Naomi and her family moved from the promised land to Moab. Now, Moab, I had mentioned, is, is, has its ties back to Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, I think that was in part two, part one, maybe, where we went into more detail. But as Lot left, his wife turned back, and that, that's part of what we tied into, turning back, looking back, desiring where you came from. And a part of the thing was that you have to be careful your surroundings because your surround, you may be in a surrounding, but your surrounding can also get inside of you. And that's what happened to Lot's wife where, and, and his children and all these things in Sodom and Gomorrah because when they were leaving, she was looking back because she still longed for it. She turned to salt and then uh, a pillar of salt and didn't make it. But then what happens is Lot's two daughters and him are living in a cave. And his two daughters say, well, how will our family continue? And they say, well, we'll come up with this bright idea. We're going to get dad drunk, and we're going to have sex with our father. And one of the uh, daughters' uh, pregnancy ended up in giving birth to Moab, which the Moabites come from. So it has its ties back to there. And this is what we're talking about is uh, they're living in the, Naomi and her family's living in the promised land, but they go back, they leave the promised land, and they go to Moab, a place that despises God, a place that as the Israelites were traveling in the desert fought against the Israelites. They want nothing to do with God, but yet the Israel, but, uh, Naomi and all could not wait for God to move in the, in the nation of Israel because he brought a famine on the land. But in the Old Testament, God brought famine on his people when he wanted them to go to repentance because God never leaves you, but we leave him constantly. God's people constantly left and started serving other gods. So God would bring a famine to ask them to bring them to repentance, to turn away and turn back to God. And, and that's where we, uh, we, we, we kind of talking about parts one, two, and three. The next thing you need to understand is the Bible talks about Satan. And what, in, uh, Isaiah calls him morning star which means a light bringing. Uh, that's where the name comes from, uh, Lucifer, as it translates into Latin. But it means a morning star. You think about that. A morning star means what? Like the sun coming up. A new day. 
a beginning. So Satan comes, it, it, the Bible tells us, as a wolf in sheep's clothing. He comes to your life to get you out of where God wants you, to get you uh, out of where God created you to be, his position for you in, lo- in life. And he comes bringing something that looks like, man, this is just what I need. This is just what I need. It's a new beginning. It, it sh- what could go wrong? Well, the scripture tells us he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He promises you the world, but all he's trying to do is get you out because it's going to destroy you. And if he could get you from where God intended you to be, get you out of there, death will come in your life. Uh, I mentioned this last week that, you know, when, in all of creation, think about it. When God created a fish, where did he create it to be? In the ocean. God created from the earth and formed the trees and where were they rooted in the earth if you take a fish who was created to be in the ocean and remove it from where God created it to be guess what happens death the death process starts if you take that tree which we've seen in the hurricanes and things uprooted guess what happens if the tree rooted is removed from the soil where God created it to be What happens to the tree? What about us? God said, let us create man in our image. And you were created to be in relationship with God. So all Satan wants to do is remove you from the relationship. And guess what happens? The death process begins. If he could get you from where, out of where God created you to be for your purpose and plan for your life, it brings destruction. He promises you the world. Everything looks great. Right? It's in his character. Morning, so here's a new, brand new chapter for your life. It's going to be awesome. And he promises you the world, but guess what? He's the father of all lies. He'll tempt you all you want. And he'll take it, but his only purpose is to kill, kill, steal, and destroy your life. So as we continue... Again, we went through a lot of other stuff. I just wanted to remind you this. Uh, on your paper right now <coughs> is we're going to see choices Imelech made. That's Naomi's husband. Imelech did not respond correctly to what the Lord was doing. The Lord was calling the nation of Israel. They're in the promised land. He's calling the nation of Israel to repent by this famine. But instead of repenting, he said, look, Moab looks a lot better. And that's where we find ourselves today. And again, this is where we find ourselves each and every day. Last week we mentioned these. I'm going to go through real quick. Deuteronomy 11:26 through 28. It says, see, I'm setting before you today. And this is key. We have to understand that every day we have to make the right choices. Every day I could choose to serve God or every day I could choose to go the opposite way. He says, today I set before you blessings and cursing. The blessing if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you. Uh, the curse if you disobey the commands the, uh, and turn from, turn from God the way I command you today to, uh, following other gods which you have not known. Meaning that you forsake your, your inheritance in God. And, we, and again, in parts one, two, or three, I talked about Esau. How for a moment of gratification he forsake his inheritance. He forsake his birthright. He gave it away. He gave away that birthright, that inheritance. And we are co-heirs in Christ. And if you're not careful, the enemy wants you to walk away and give that all away for momentary pleasure in this world. 
Joshua 24, 14 through 15 says, Now fear the Lord and serve Him with all faithfulness. God wants all of you or none of you. Yeah, we can't give God little parts of our life. God says, I'd rather you be hot or cold because lukewarm, I'll spew you from my mouth. We got to be all in. He says, so throw away the gods of your recent ancestors beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, and I think about Lot's wife again. God was bringing her out, saving her life, but what happened? The desires in her heart, looking back, destroyed her. We need to be careful of what's in our heart. He says, uh, then choose for yourself whom, whom you will serve this day, whether the gods of your ancestors that served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites whose in lands you're living now. But for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So let's look at Imelech's, uh, which was Naomi's husband's choices he made in life. First, the first bad choice was when instead of repentance, he chose to leave the promised land. Instead of getting on his knees and repenting along with the nation of Israel, he chose to leave. Times are bad. He didn't wait on the Lord for the goodness of the Lord to come later on when they would repent. He said, we're getting out of here. There must be something better. Again, all Satan wants you to do is think there's something better on the other side, that the grass is greener on the other side. In those days, Route 1, 1, notice what it says. In those days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem, meaning house of bread in Judah, which means praise, together with his wife and two sons, went uh, to live for a while in the country of Moab. So they leave the promised land. They leave Bethlehem. They leave uh, in the nation of, of Judah, which means house of bread and praise. And we understand that, Bethlehem and, and things wasn't living up to their name, right, from God. But it, it was because of the sins of the nation of Israel that were turning and worshiping other gods, and God's brought famine to bring repentance in, in their life. So as we see that, we need to understand that when you make a choice, and I'm going to say for Imelech, when you make a choice, it not only affects you, but it affects others, Right? We, we, Naomi went, we don't know if she chose and wanted to go. We don't know if that was her desire to go also. But she was following her husband. And you need to understand that whenever you make a choice in life, it not only affects you, it affects others. It affected his wife and his two sons. And this is what I want to say. You need to be careful who you choose to be your spouse. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, minute here. You got to make sure that you base who you're going to marry, who your spouse is, not on looks, but on character. Because I guarantee you that didn't happen in my, my wife's situation and mine yet. Looks will fade eventually. <laughs> but what happens? Looks fade, but character will determine your future. So Amalek, think, uh, we know Bethlehem and Judah wasn't living up to their name, but Amalek himself was not living up to his name. Amalek means my God is king. 
You see, he wasn't himself living up to his name. My God is king because he didn't trust God. He says there's something better over there. The enemy said, oh, go to Moab, the, the nation that hates God and doesn't want anything from God. They'll feed you. Go over there. And so they head that way. And this is what, one thing I want to mention today is you are a Christian, meaning Christ-like. And I want to ask you this question bluntly. Are you living up to your name when you leave this building? Do, if people would be asked about you, if you're a Christian, would your character of the way you live outside of this building have them convinced and saying, I know they are? Or is it just because you tell people? See, your character is more important than what you say. Let's go on quickly. <clears throat> Again, the choice to leave the promised land, if they had only waited, uh, I'm not, for sake of time, I'm not going to really read this too much, uh, but Ruth chapter 2, it says later on they, when they went back and uh, Ruth, they were picking up from Imelech's uh, relative, and we talked about this last week, I think, a little bit, the relative, what they were picking up from the ground, and she says, if I could just go and pick up, pick up the leftovers that fell on the ground. And they, they got so much that the nation of Israel's leftovers were more than they had. God had, the nation of Israel had repented and went back to God, and God was again blessing his people. But they missed out because they left. So next thing, and this is all uh, kind of new where we're at today. Uh, they, uh, besides leaving the promised land, they, he chose to go to a forbidden land. So this is number two. He chose to go to a forbidden land, a land where sin was prevalent, the world around us. Uh, that, what does the Bible say for us not to conform to the pattern of this world anymore, that you should be changed, that, that those things. So he, not only did he choose to leave from where God wanted him to, he went to a place that he was forbidden to. And we're going to see, see through Scripture here. <clears throat> In Joshua 23, 6 through 8, again, speaking to the nation of Israel, he says, be very strong, be careful. Again, notice these words telling you because it's not easy. Be very strong because the enemy is going to come and show you an easy way. Right? When Jesus was tempted by the enemy in the, in the, uh, in the, in the wilderness, what, what did he come basically doing? I got an easier way for you. That's why Jesus says, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Be very strong. Be careful to obey all that is written in the book of the law of Moses without doing what? turning to the right or to the left. Now, this is important because in, the, in that first uh, verse where it says they went to uh, Ruth 1.1, where it says they went to live for a while, that word in the Hebrew actually translates to, to the, a word sojourn that means that you're taking a detour, that you're pulling off. And I equated last week about that word. Uh, you, you, you see, it's like when you're going on a trip and you have to pull off to get some gas. You got to maybe spend a night somewhere. So it's just there. For, you're not a resident. You're just pulling in for a little while. Then you're going to go back. And this was their intentions. They were going to go there for a little while. But the problem was they went to a place they never were supposed to be. And it says, it says this, do not associate 
with these nations that remain amongst you. He's talking to the Israelites, which was, was them. Do not associate, do not invoke the names of their gods or swear by them. You must not serve them or bow down to them. But to do what? To hold fast, remain and wait on the Lord. Uh, so hold fast to the Lord as you have until now. So we see they went to a land where God told them, don't associate with these people. Don't associate with them. So not only did they leave where they were supposed to be, they went where they were forbidden to be. See, Jacob and Esau, again, mentioned, Jacob Esau forsake his inheritance. And this is basically what they've done. By going to the forbidden land, they were moving to Moab, which involved total separation from the things of God. Total separation from the things of God because Moab did not have anything to do with God. And they said, we're going to, because of it, they got some bread over there maybe. We're going to leave where God has us, where God's uh, in in the promised land, and we're going to go to a forbidden land where there is no worship of God. Well, we can't go to the temple and worship. Well, we can't bring his offerings. Well, we can't celebrate the, the uh, celebrations of, of that God commands in his things. We're going to totally separate ourselves from God because they might have something we want. You see, when God isn't top priority in your life. You start making compromises. See, God could not have been top priority in their life if they're saying we're going to leave a place where we can worship God and go to a place we can't. They began to live on the bread instead of every word that comes out of the mouth of God. For what they could feed their natural bodies. Third thing is... (coughs) They chose to remain in the forbidden land. Now, the reason I put this is, in verse 1, it says that they they sojourned. They went, and it wasn't to stay forever. Okay, they sojourned. But notice notice what it says in root 2. In in the very next verse, root chapter 1, verse 2. It says, the man's name was Emelech, and his wife's name was Naomi. And the names of the two sons were Malon and Kilon. There were, (coughs) excuse me. Ephraites from Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to, to Moab and lived there. Now, from verse 1, where it's sojourned to live there is a totally different word. The word live there translates in the Hebrew to, to, meaning to exist or to become. Verse 1, it was they were just planning on staying there for a while. But guess what? Once they got there, they became like them. So not only did they travel to Moab, Moab got inside of them. That's what happened. They existed and became like Moab. So this is what we need to understand. We, we see this in verse 4, which I'm not going to read. But understanding we said where it said God said not told the Israelites not to associate with all these other nations. And let me say this straight now. It wasn't because of color of skin. Color of skin has nothing to do with it. In the Old Testament, when God was telling them, don't mix tribes, don't do this, it was strictly on a spiritual thing that because if you marry them, they're going to pull you away from God and make you worship other gods. That's what it's about. 
And uh, uh, New Testament uh, confirms all this stuff here. So uh, we see it, that they moved to Moab. They're not supposed to be there in the first place. They're not supposed to associate it. So what their two sons do? Marry Moabites. Totally against what God wanted. And look, look in 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. It says this. Do not be what? Yoked together with unbelievers. You see how it continues into the New Testament theme? Moab did not believe in God. Moab hated God. The Moabites. And yet they went there just to visit. It wasn't going to be forever. But then they ended up staying. They ended up, Moab got inside of them. They ended up disobeying God again and marrying into them. And it says, for what do, now notice how this has nothing to do with skin color. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what, fe, what uh, fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Bilal? And this, this is the problem. The, the very first part of this verse in 14, do not be yoked with unbelievers unless they're really cute. Right? <laughs> oh, do not be yoked with unbelievers, but oh, he's, she's so beautiful. See, if you're not careful, you'll put the flesh ahead of the character. Do not be unequal. Verse, verse 15. What harmony is there between Christ, Christ and Belial? Or, does, or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Now what he is not saying you don't speak to unbelievers, but he's saying do not be yoked to an unbeliever. Do not marry if you're a believer, do not marry an unbeliever because chances are 99% they'll pull you away from God. You're not going to pull them to God. Why do you say that, brother Scott? Because you're already, you're already sinning by getting yoked with them. You, you've already made the first step in their direction. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Verse 16, what agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God, and God has says, I will live with them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, what's that say? Come out from them and be separate, says the Lord, unless they're really cute. No. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. You will be my sons and daughters. You will be adopted through Christ. You will be co-heirs through Christ. But do not forsake your inheritance. Do not forsake it for momentary pleasures on this earth. Verse 3 in Ruth 1 is where a time of deadly consequences. God's mercy and grace only go so far. 
Notice what it says here. Now Amalek, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, what we just talked about. One's name was Oprah and the other was Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, we were just going, to get, we were just going through a drive-thru. Our only purpose was to go through a drive-thru and get something to eat. But we ended up staying there 10 years. And while they're there 10 years, her husband, Emelec, who made the decision to move there, died. Her two sons died. And after they had lived there about 10 years, both Malon and Kilon also died. And Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. You see, I believe that this decision that Emelec made started a long time before he actually packed up the old station wagon and drove off the moat. I believe he made the decision that he was in his heart to move a long time before he pulled up the old Dodge Caravan and started putting the boxes in. What I want you to pay attention to is that Emelec had already moved away from God in his heart long before he moved away from God in person. Listen, listen to what he named his sons while they were still in the promised land when they were born. Malon means sick. And Kilon means wasting away. Think about that. You're living in the promised land, in the, the house of bread, in the nation of praise, and you're naming your children sick and wasting away. You see, I believe his heart had already moved. No longer was he living up to his name that my God is king. But in his heart, he already moved. I, I don't know if you, anybody in here ever watched Seinfeld? Kramer had a great statement that I laugh at every time I hear it. <laughs> he, Kramer, they lived in New York and he wanted to go to California. And he tells Jerry, Jerry, in here, I'm already going. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, that's right. You already gone. Emelech may have been in the promised land, but in here he was already gone. He had already, his heart had already left God. His physical body had not yet. You see, the process starts small. What used to be important in your life, what used to be important in relationships with God, slowly becomes less and less important. Can I be honest with you? You start seeing people making excuses for doing things that in their heart of hearts, 10 years ago, they never would have done. They begin missing services more and more. And before you know it, where you used to be, you're not even close anymore. That in your heart, you may have already started moving away from God and not realize it. Jesus says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. But when did he name his sons? Sick, wasting away. See, I always say, where Jesus says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be full, is an indication of your spiritual health. Because in the natural, when you get physically sick, most of the time, 
your hunger goes away. You can't eat. You, you may be nauseous and you, your hunger and thirst goes away. And I think what he was letting us know there that in the spiritual is the same thing. When you no longer hunger and thirst after God, you have become spiritually sick. You see, again, Imelech's heart was already changed. And reality is what, what was a reality in his heart became a reality in his life. It starts in the heart. But if you're not careful and don't grab hold of that and change it, it becomes a reality in life. Look what the next verse says. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. You see, the famine in Bethlehem was called for the nation to repent. But he, he, it was also called for his six sons to repent, but they did not. Well before repentance, he had already made up in his mind, in his heart, that we were gone. And what happened? It became a reality in their life. They were called to repent, but they did not. This is, God gave Emelech and his sons in Mob 10 years of rope, 10 years of mercy, 10 years of grace. He gave them 10 years of rope in order to hang themselves, to repent or judgment was coming. And again, I, I think this nation also God used famines to bring repentance. God, uh, God uses all kinds of things. And I think part of COVID and everything that's going on in this world right now, in our nation, is God calling the nation and the house of God to repentance. Naomi found herself at rock bottom. If, if you were here, I think it was the first or second week, we talked about when she went back to the promised land, how they were saying, everybody was saying this was Naomi, and she says, don't call me that anymore. Call me Mara, because that means bitter. She says, I, when I left her decision, she says, I left full. She says, but the Lord brought me back because of everything that she had to go through, brought her back. But she says, he brought me back empty. You see, whatever made them decide to pack up the minivan and go, that it was going to be so much better there. You know what they had to show for it? You know what she has to show for it? Three tombstones in Moab. If they would have only waited on the Lord and repented. See, the enemy comes. Nothing ever good comes out of sin. The devil makes it look like it's the best thing since sliced bread. Adam and Eve, oh, it's pleasing to the eye, good for food, great for gaining wisdom. It looks like the best thing. It looks like a nice, beautiful Christmas present, but what he's bringing you is death. 
and we fall for it all the time. Sin will never bring anything good into your life. It promises you everything. It promises you the world. It promises you that it's just what you need in your life. But all it does is bring death. See, Moses in Hebrews chapter 11, 25 said this. He chose to be mistreated along with the other people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting or temporary pleasures of sin. See, he could have been in the king's castle. He could have been all those things. But he says, that's not. He says, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to set people free by the power of God. Once Naomi reaches rock bottom is what I call the blind but now I see moment. And sadly, sometimes God has to bring us to rock bottom before we truly see. I wish it wasn't that way. And it's not that way on because of him. It's us. Again, through the other... other uh, messages we went about this that Jesus says that God disciplines those he loves second Corinthians 4 3 through 4 and this is what I want you to understand blind but not lost it says and even if the gospel is veiled this is Paul speaking says even if the gospel is veiled is is veiled to those who are what perishing It's veiled, meaning they can't see the truth. They're believing all the lies of the God of this world and they cannot see the truth. Can I tell you something? That's why we need to pray for people. That one of the things we we always pray for is that, that the eyes of the blind would be open to see the truth of the gospel. Because if they don't see it, they'll never receive it. So we need to pray uh, that they, they see. It says, the God of this age is, is Satan, not, not, not God up there. Notice it's a small g. The God of this age has blinded the minds of who? Unbelievers. You see, Amalek and, all, and his family didn't believe God would come through in time. They became unbelievers and decided to leave where God told them to be. has blinded so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. So all of a sudden, Naomi's family is gone and and she finds herself with two daughter-in-laws that she can't even support. And all of a sudden, she wakes up and says, you know what? I need to return. And this is the picture of repentance. I once was blind, but now I see, she says, basically. She says, I I, I once was where God wanted me, but we drifted off and we went after our own desires. We went after our own decisions, where God forbid us to be. She says, I've lost my husband and I lost my two sons. She says, I need to return to where I'm supposed to be. And this is where we, 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 using this scripture again, is... 
Psalms 27, 13, and 14, we need to remain confident that although I don't see what I think I should see right now in my life, whatever you're going through in your life, that you, need, you will see the goodness of, of the Lord in the land of the living. If we do what? Wait on the Lord. Don't run off to Moab. Wait on the Lord. God is faithful. He may not do it when we want it or how we want it, but can I tell you something? Many of you not, might not believe this, but I think God knows what you need more than you know what you need in your life. God knows what we need God, and what He needs to do. God knows He needs to take some things out of our life and put stuff in our life. And we need to wait and be patient on that. See, because the, the enemy is just going to come, ooh, look at this shiny, nice little box. It says, wait on the Lord, be strong, take heart, and wait for the Lord. And so we see verses uh, 6 and 7, it says this, When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them. See, in Moab, somehow she got the news. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was uh, the newspaper guy through the paper or whatever. Maybe somebody sent her a text. But God was faithful. And I'm sure in her mind, she probably said, if only we had waited. I'd still have my husband. I'd still have my two sons. If only we had waited. And then allow the enemy to come in to kill, steal, and destroy. He says that uh, she and her daughter-in-law is prepared to return home. Again, the picture of repentance. Repentance means to turn from, to go in the opposite direction, to have a, a different attitude, a different behavior. He says they prepared to return home from there. They were lost. They were, they're, they're in Mo, but they're, they're going back to the promised land. With her two daughter-in-laws, she left the place. And I like some other translations, uses the word arose. She arose. We need to, when you find yourself in the Maori pit, you need to arise and return to the Father. Where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. The perfect picture of repentance. See, God did not take you out of the pit. For you to return to it. You hear me? God didn't save you from the pit. For you to return to it. We need to wait and be faithful in him. You see God has a plan for your life. And we're going we're to close with this scripture. Ephesians 2.10 For we are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Taken from the pit. Taken from the miry pit. Our sin set free. And we, he had done it for us to do good works, uh, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So guess what the enemy does? You create in Christ Jesus, you're saved. He's coming with that nice shiny box and say, let me try and get you to do something else. Because he does not want you to do the will of the Father here on earth. Why do you think Jesus prayed, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Think about that. 
See, God's will for your life is in the plans that he has for you since he saved you. And Jesus was praying, Father, let that come to pass in their life. But the enemy says, no, no, I don't want that. So he tries to get you to leave. Make sense? If he can ever get you away from where God created you to be, he's got you. The death process starts. Let's stand to our feet as we close in prayer. If you've never accepted the Lord as your personal Savior, I want to give you that opportunity here today, those in here and watching online, is realizing that we all were in a pit. The wages of sin is death. And the only way to have our sins forgiven is through the precious blood of Jesus Christ that God sent on the cross to die in your place, to shed his blood for that forgiveness. And he rose again defeating death and we can rise and defeat death through christ that we can live a new life we can live the life that god intended for us so if you would just invite the lord into your heart today say this simple prayer i ask everyone here just to say it with me say dear heavenly father i come to you today and i admit i am need of a savior i believe that you love me so much that you sent your son to die on the cross for my sins. And I believe that he defeated death and rose again and is seated at your right-hand side. I invite Christ to come into my heart. I accept the free gift of salvation that comes through Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Listen. The devil never stops. So when he comes and puts something on you, shake that off. Look at your neighbor and tell him, shake that off. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday night for prayer.